T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get ready. It's time for... Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On KMOX. Happy Monday evening. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. Top of the evening to you, Mr. Hancock. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Glad go ahead. Get it out of your system. We spent what? a little time together. Oh, yeah. We shot a little pool. Yeah. How'd it go? <clears throat> I did all right. Yeah. Two games in a row you beat me. Yeah, but uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't at the top of my game. No, you weren't. I was not. Uh-uh. I think it's the change in the weather. Yeah, this cold, man. Where'd that come from? I have no clue, but I woke up this morning and I, you know, opened my shades and I looked outside. I said, oh, that's a perfect day, you know. And right. I never checked the temperature, went out, got into my car and turned around and went right back in the house Heck to get yeah. a sweater. It was cold. Yeah, it was really s- silly cold. And it's now it's even colder and uh, I got to walk the dog at 1030 tonight. Yeah, well, at least you've got all your routines down because uh-huh. you, you know pro- how properly to maintain the, the dog on the walk. because. Inevitably, you will get a bowel movement, correct? Yeah, he'll poop. Yeah, and yep. which means you'll have to uh, employ your tactic. Care to share people with people what your well, tactic I, is? You know, it's kind of a. I, I use the plastic bag with uh, four squares of paper towels uh, because I don't want my hand to come in contact with even the groove feel of the poop. See, but here's what I don't get about that because paper towels. Absorb, mo- absorb moisture. That's why I use four of them, big boy. Yeah, no, it would need more than four for me. See, it's I would a very take short. There's a very short period of time. I'm I'm onto that poop and into the bag within two seconds. Really? Yeah. See, now I would I would want the plastic on my hand to grab it and then you know like that. But I understand you don't want the texture and the feel in your hand. That's it. You know, yeah. and I, you know I'm fine with it. I'm. Uh, haven't haven't had a problem. What does Gase, What does Gus think of these uh, late night walks? Oh, he likes them. You know, he yeah, he starts to think it's not going to happen, and uh-huh. then he gets upset. You know, uh, very smart this dog, right? And um, except he thinks he's an Icelandic so, sheep. Dog. Well, he does. I think. I and think he's a mutt. Beginning. Well, Michael. So, uh, <laughs> but I do think he he likes my pace. I'm, I've been uh, up in the pace on these walks. Really? Yes. You know, I, I have long strides. Uh-huh. My my wife. I There's love nothing long leg. about your legs. Uh, yeah, you have my, a long torso. No, my torso is nothing. I have no torso. But you don't. And I'm all legs. So you're. Do you think you've got big long strides? I do have big. You long keep strides. up with the dog that I, way? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. You know, does he pull you at all? Uh, he he'll try, but you know, yeah. Look at you him. Give him a little. But actually, my health is great. I'm uh, I'm losing weight. I'm proud on of these you. walks. You're uh, looking good. Been eating a little better. Well, you know what? When George Ann gets better, why 
why not just? No, I'm going to keep. keep this well, oh routine. yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah keep I'm this in. routine going. With I mean, the we'll go. We'll go together, perhaps as a family. Oh, very nice bonding time. That, that that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Then you can kind of gossip about the neighbors. Well, yeah. When yeah. you see, look, honey, look over there. Right. They, that, that light's always on. Do mm-hmm. these people ever go to sleep? Right. You know that kind of talk, right? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We have lovely neighbors. Love our neighbors. So I, I had a buddy of mine got his uh, hip replaced this week. Ooh. And so uh, he's a single guy, not yeah. married. Yeah. And, You're uh, a single guy. Yeah. And so he said to me, he says, hey, I, I need somebody to take me to my surgery. A pal, a patient, yeah. uh, whatever they call it. Right. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going to be back and then I should be better, you know, in the 24, 46, 48 hours. Would would you mind hanging out with me? And I said, no, not not at all. So I had the whole weekend. We hung out and watched sport. And yeah. He'd gotten his um, hip replaced. So I'm staying at his loft in, in downtown St. Louis, and he's got uh, – it's a big loft, big open space. Right. And he's got a bedroom, uh, you know, in, in the backside of the loft, and then there's this, uh, like, a big uh, couch that rolls into a futon uh, or a futon. lays out to, a, like, a bed. Yeah. So I, I stayed there. Slept on the futon. So the first night we're there, John, I'm, uh, we, we, he and I are up watching the baseball games and the, the hockey games yeah, and everything yeah. that's on, and finally he, he, he goes in passes out. And so I'm – Decided, okay, I'm going to turn the lights out. So I go around the loft and I'm clicking this light off and that light off and that light off. And there's one of these lamps that uh, I guess it's about four feet tall and it kind of bends and it's it, it's a uh, very uh, modern looking, of if course. You will, okay, yes, yes. and it's Mid- century modern, right? Perhaps. And LED lights, you know, those oh. kind of bluish, kind of bright yeah, lights. Yeah. And I can't figure out how to turn this doggone thing off. I'm looking no everywhere for the sweet. I'm looking. No, I'm looking for the switch. I'm looking for the the chain. I'm lo- so then I'm like, okay, oh, it's a touch lamp. Okay, I'll touch it. So I try to touch the lamp. You, you know, you lamp. know how you touch a lamp you and the light the, will come the light on. Goes off. No, it didn't go off. The light did not go off. So this is at like midnight when I had woken myself up because I'm now going to you know get to sleep, but but I need to turn this light off. John, I literally spent five minutes trying to figure out how to turn off this lamp before I finally came to the conclusion of unplug it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I felt like the biggest idiot in the yeah. world, and I had spent five minutes. You know, I'm. You know how when you wake up from a sleep and you don't want that light to wake you up, but you have to go to the bathroom, and so you're kind of navigating the halls. So you kind of got your eyes squinted so that you don't get yeah, the full effect of that. the light. Yeah. Well, that's me for the first forty-five seconds minute and a half of working with this lamp. After like three minutes, I'm standing there looking at this lamp thinking, I am not a dumb man. I can figure this out. So how do you turn the lamp off? Surely you found out ultimately. Well, it it was a cheapo thing bought on Amazon. And yeah. I so the next morning, I you know, when he comes out and we're having some coffee, I said, hey, I got to ask you a question. How do you turn that light off? He says, oh, it's the worst lamp in the world. You got to go over here and just this one spot here, you have to hold your finger on it for three seconds and then the light will go out. Well, huh. it's no wonder I couldn't figure it out. Well, no, but I was switching. But I mean, now I'm wide awake at midnight, laying there for another hour, waiting to go back to sleep. When I, I should have just walked over immediately when I didn't see the clicker and the blah 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 and unplugged the doggone thing. You ever have one of those lamps that had the little wheel thing on it on the cord? Oh yeah, where yeah. you could click it, it one, you, you two, three it. times. Yeah, yeah. You roll it. Yeah. yeah. I still have a lamp or two I around that seen has one of those that. in years. Really? Yeah, how's the patient doing, by the way? You, this, I, he, you know, the, he got the, um, the the hip replacement. It's a piece of cake compared to the knee. Apparently. Oh, the knee is, is uh, yeah. I'm, you know, we're we're on week five of the knee. Um, wow. 
That's yeah. a long recovery. It's, yeah, it's going to be a lot longer still. Although we did walk a few houses yesterday. Nice. George Ann got. Of course, she's very popular in the neighborhood because she walks the dog, and everybody wants to come out and talk to her. They, I mean, it's like walking with. You know, I don't know who Frank Sinatra. Yeah, well, she's it, also like the neighborhood handyman. handyman. She, I mean, everybody loves her. Yeah, right. everybody loves her, and so you know, everybody comes out. Oh, it's so good to see you. I walk the dog every night. Nobody says hi, bye, or boo to me. What? Well, yeah, uh, welcome to my life. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're discriminating against you and I. Well, I think people look at us and they think, you know what? I don't want to talk to them guys. A couple of them were the shock that uh, Georgianne was married. <laughs> I, I don't spend a lot of time outside. Yeah, yeah. But you're, I, I you're an now. inside guy. I'm, I'm a neighbor. I'm an inside guy. Yeah, yeah. I got the dishes going, the laundry. I got the food. I, you know, I've I've kept the Here's house. Here's what up I don't pretty, get about well. Gus. Gus needs to be on these walks all the time. Yeah, but the the he's got that giant yard he can run around in. You guys have a big yard with a hill and the whole bed. Yeah. Well, but the walk is, you know, and he likes to he likes to smell and oh, he know, wants to sniff. Yeah, and look who's coming around the corner and there's a, yeah, but he doesn't a, like people, right? He barks at him. Uh, no, he likes most people. Well, most people. Uh, Why is the dog always barking at me? <laughs> well, he likes most people. <laughs> so he doesn't so, like me. Well, the dog can tell if you're a dog person. Yeah, and if you're not a dog person, you you know no. And if you're not a dog person, dogs try extra hard to make you a dog right. person by coming up and putting their nose right in all your most important parts. <laughs> They really do. They they know it. They know it inside of them, and they, they're like, you know what will annoy the heck out of this guy is if I slobber all over his pants. <laughs> you know, and that slobber that doesn't wash off that you, you dog know, people have to slobber. deal with. Gus oh, is a very okay. classy dog. I guarantee you Doug Gus would put a nice little white streak right no, on my blue pants. No, he doesn't pants. slobber. I'm telling you. But how does a dog, the dog not slobber? The dog crosses his legs when he lays down. That's God, how, I put pizza in front of you tonight. Is. You slobbered. That dog I, slobbers. He does not slobber. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, Michael. About Gracie, uh, our first dog, slobbered. Do we have she the other John Hancock too. joining us we tonight? Did, we have our sports insider coming up around the corner. We're going to talk about the worst trades uh, in sports. That'll be kind of fun. PJ might even chime in on some of that. Found out there's a mascot out there making $650,000 a year. I'm in the wrong line of work. It's late night on Monday with Hancock and Kelly right here on KMOX. Sports insider John Hancock is up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly. Sponsored by Insperity. HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. We are joined by our NFL insider. He joins us on the celebrity guest line. He is none other than John Hancock Jr. Jr., how are you? 
Hey now, how's it going, Michael? Hey now, it's about 40 degrees here in St. Louis. It is absolutely frigid. It's got to be really cold up in uh, the Windy City. Oh yeah, it was in the 30s today and I realized I made a, a big mistake uh, leaving my winter coat at uh, Senior's house. Going to need to buy a new one before I'm back for Thanksgiving. Well, Danny Warbucks, you're making all that money. I uh, I think you can. I think you can handle I, it. I thought you were going to say you made a big mistake moving to Chicago because there is no prettier city on the planet in the summertime than Chicago. But the winters are like a death march. It, it is a death march. And speaking of death marches, the uh, 27th person in my neighborhood was shot uh, last night. Oh lord! Tripling the total from 2019. That's terrible. And this is River North. Yeah. That's uh, terrible. It's happening everywhere. Be well, careful out there. Yeah, be be very careful. Don't be going out late at night. So, uh, hey, it was a big weekend in the NFL and probably no bigger game this season uh, than what happened a couple hundred miles away from us over in Kansas City, the Chiefs and the Bills. The Chiefs came out on the short end of that uh, uh, final, but uh, what a fabulous football game that was. Yeah, that definitely was a great game. 24-20, to 20, a little bit lower scoring than I think a lot of people were expecting. Uh, but I think that's going to be what we're looking at for the AFC Championship. It was a big win for the Bills. But I wouldn't draw any any conclusions uh, you know, too far out just based off of this game. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to rebound. Mahomes had a couple of uncharacteristic interceptions, uh, but the Bills were able to get it done. Yeah, but now for sure the AFC Championship will go through Buffalo, correct? I mean, yeah, if it's, I, I if it's the think. Chiefs in Buffalo, that the, the, that playoff game would take place there in Buffalo. Well, yeah, there's, yeah, the, there's a lot of coffee to brew. Better record. There's a lot of coffee to brew between well, now and then. Michael. Yeah, but uh, it's going to go through. But Buffalo. those are those are the two best teams in the AFC. I think you, you concur. Yeah, I think so. The Dolphins looked like they were they were up there for a while, but we'll see how they look when Tua gets back. But without a doubt, the cream of the crop in the AFC, the AFC North. I don't know what's going on with the Ravens and Bengals there. Neither of them seem like they're up to the shape we've seen them in recent seasons. No, the Bengals don't have an O-line, and, and they really didn't improve over the offseason. Uh, I was would be shocked if they went back to the Super Bowl. Over in the National Football Conference, the surprise team without question is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, their schedule hasn't been that challenging, and I don't think it's going to get much more challenging do they run away with this thing? Well, so the New York football giants, another surprise, one game behind them at 5-1, and one, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up this pace. But the Eagles, what they've done with Jalen Hurts has been really impressive. They're playing to his strengths. They're letting him get comfortable in that offense. He's able to you know, sling it around the field. They surrounded him with good weapons, exactly what you want from a young quarterback. And their coach, Coach uh, Sirianni, he took a lot of heat. He gave He had that really awful press conference when he came into the league, but He's uh seems to be more like a rah rah guy. Leaves the X's nose with the coordinators, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, a couple of those surprises and some surprises on the flip side. Teams that are not coming together as you might have thought. One of which is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of really interesting and perhaps new teams in this postseason. Yeah, definitely. And with the Packers, it just shows you how much the league has changed lately. Wide receivers are the – that's how you win in the NFL. They got rid of Devontae Adams, and Rodgers has struggled. Uh, with He's got a bunch of rookies, and Lazard over there hasn't been able to make it work. And this is, I think, his 14th or uh, second-worst season uh, only to his rookie year in the NFL. And 
I don't know if he's got another bounce back in him. Aaron Rodgers wasn't the only quarterback who had trouble. Uh, Tom Brady didn't have a great weekend either, did he? No, he didn't. Did you see that clip of him yelling at the offensive lineman? I don't blame him. They're going to get him Well, killed. I mean, he, he takes Wednesdays off. He flies separately to the games, and then you just you can't yell at your team like that. I mean, I get that he's upset he threw away his marriage to <laughs> maybe win a division with the Bucs, but yeah, and when he's not playing well, him yelling like that comes off as an old man just yelling to the kids to get off his lawn. <laughs> well, he did give up his marriage for this, it looks like. And yeah. The other interesting thing is he was at Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday night and then flew back down for the game on Sunday. That, that can't be good for your Well, he took, he took preseason off and, uh, you know, I mean, look. He's whatever he is, 603 years old or whatever he was, 45. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, whatever. You don't it, think so? It, it, well, I mean, you know, it's been a long – the league's been around a while. So – but mm. my point is, especially at that advanced age, you've got to put the time in. I mean, look at Albert Pujols by comparison, who many people oh, think absolutely. Is, is also 45 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he worked and worked and stayed at it. And I tell you what, it took him a, took him a couple of months to find the stroke, but he found his stroke. And I think, you know, Brady's not setting a good example – uh, on that ball club by by not showing up, not being with the team. I think John makes a, good, a really good point. Um, yeah. Worst team in football? Worst team? I mean, there's a lot to choose from. The Panthers uh, probably have to be number one. They're just not getting much done. They got an XFL quarterback starting for them now. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I think they have to be the worst team. Uh, Jaguars not looking good either. Trevor Lawrence, I put him on fraud watch last week. You did. Didn't get it done against Matt Ryan and the hapless Colts. Yeah, yeah, you did predict that. Yeah, the Falcons are a bit of a surprise. Yeah, Marcus Mariota. He was cooking three touchdowns. Uh, 49ers, that was a bit of a shock. Uh, a lot of people thought Jimmy Garoppolo would be able to coast them to a you know 10-plus win season. They're sitting at 3-3. Three and three. Fortunately, the Rams don't have, uh, yeah. you know, they're not performing to the level we expected. So that division still wide half, open. half the league's at three and three. I mean, well, the, the parody. Yeah, is I incredible. think this next this next week is just an abysmal slate of NFL games. I don't know if I've ever seen anything worse. Well, when was the last time two New York teams had winning records? Yeah. The Jets, for uh, gosh sakes, have a winning yeah. record. Yeah, I think it was like 2015 or 2016. It's been a while. And what's up with these Thursday night games? You talk about a couple of stinker dogs, man. Every It seems like the Thursday night game is one week's worse than the next. No, and coming up, we got the Saints, who are going to be probably starting Taysom Hill at quarterback against the Cardinals, and Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat despite just getting extended after last season. That's going to be another doozy. And the highlight of that game is actually going to be Taylor Swift's preview of her album midnights that drops that uh, friday morning <laughs> hey can i tell you guys something like i i hate the thursday night games too because i think they're they've got terrible matchups yeah but i think it's a pretty brilliant plan that the nfl has because these are the dog games that if they were on sunday they couldn't attract any viewership they couldn't even pay for the yeah. commercials but now that they put them on thursday night we suckers we all watch it i'm watching it and it's terrible football Exactly. You sell your trash to Bezos. You know, why not make a, make a few million? <laughs> yeah, right. All Probably right. A billion. Before I let you go, uh, I got to find out. I'm going to shift over to uh, the sport that's so near and dear to all of our hearts, and that's baseball. Doesn't look like the Yankees are going to play tonight against the Guardians, uh, that game five decider. But uh, the other three teams are known. Who wins the World Series, John Hancock? 
you know, the NLCS, I don't think anyone saw this coming, Phillies Padres, but that's why you got to love playoff baseball. Two teams that got hot at the right time. I think the Phillies are able to get it done. Uh, would be great to see Bryce Harper. He's already been in the league for 10 years, which is crazy. He just turned 30, but it would be great to see Bryce Harper play in a World Series. I think the Phillies take it there, and I don't know how you go against the Astros in the AL. And I think Dusty Baker gets it done. Astros over the Phillies in six. Uh, Dusty's never won the series, has he? He hasn't, no. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. Well, as always, we appreciate your time. Stay safe out there in Chicago. Uh, Hope your day job's going well. That's John Hancock, our sports insider, joining us from Chicago, Illinois. When we come back, Michael, we're going to cover some of the worst trades ever made. I've got a couple of uh, ones fresh on my mind. That's next. It's Hancock and Kelly, late night on KMOX. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Well, thank you so much. Well, there we are. Thank you so much for joining us here on KMOX. It's Hancock and Kelly. We'll take you all the way up to 10 o'clock. We've got a full show for you. We still have uh, What's Trending coming at you. we got Sean Michael. Sean Michael Lyle. For his weekly visit. One of my great mm-hmm. segments. Uh, you know, he, uh, the guy is just fascinating. Sean yeah. Michael. Uh he comes to us from Hollywood, California. Well, the guy who created Saturday Night Live, Lauren Michaels. Yeah. They say he's probably created more talent and found and exploited more talent than any other person in, in show business. Mm. I can't believe Shawn Michael got through his fingers well, and he wasn't able to, to nab point. him up. Excellent point. I mean, this guy's got a, a brush with everybody. He's... Uh, so you're going to want to stick around for our talk with Shawn Michael. So, John, I was reading this morning uh, uh, Harrison Bader, who I really liked. I got a chance to meet him a couple of yeah. times when he was in town here. Yeah, nice guy seemed in to be. In fact, I met him down at Mardi Gras and hung out with him and had a couple of beers with him. A friend of mine became pals with him, so kind of liked him. And when he got traded, I thought, well, that really stinks. That's somebody I knew. And, of course, we got the pitcher. Um, Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery for him. And, and that whole trade for all intents and purposes, seems to be kind of a tie, right? It, it It's worked out for both teams. Yeah, and that's the, obviously, that's the goal for a trade because, right. you know, I mean, you don't steal players very often. And I was I was sitting there thinking, well, what about the worst trades ever? It, it, obviously, you know, the, the famous story about Babe Ruth uh, being traded uh, from Boston to New York for, what, what was it, a musical? It was. It was a musical, and... Uh, it was money to finance a musical, basically. Money to finance a musical. And it got me just thinking, what are the other worst trades in the world? And I thought, well, heck, so my this, buddy knows sports. Yeah, and this list I'm looking at, and this is a surprising one to me. Uh, this player just recently passed away. It was in the NBA, and it involved St. Louis. Yeah. It was the St. Louis Hawks. Uh-huh. They traded Bill Russell right. to the Boston Celtics right, for Easy Ed McCauley. And uh, who who lived in town until he passed away, well, you know, and and Cliff Hagen. So the the way I know Ed McCauley, first of all, I think he went to St. Louis U uh, University. Yep, may well have. And I, as a Catholic, he used to come once a year and speak uh, for the development drive for the Catholic Church. Right. Uh, but Easy Ed, you know, he was with the St. Louis Spirits. I didn't realize he got traded St. Louis for. Hawks. Or, I mean, St. Louis Hawks. I didn't realize. Bill Russell was with us. We right. traded him for Easy Ed. Yeah, he had to be Russell had to be very, very young, I would imagine. But one of the greatest players of all time, Bill Russell, he just passed away. I think this this year even. 
number six. Interesting that one of the guys on that list is also present in our political world today, and that's Herschel Walker. Yeah, Herschel Walker. He was traded from the Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson did that. Yep. He tra- he traded Jim uh, Herschel Walker. He was at the the height of his running back career with Dallas. Traded him to Minnesota for I mean just a truckload. Everybody, of, five players, of the players first round draft draft pick, picks. and six other draft choices. A total of twelve <laughs> players, and that's what allowed uh, Dallas to build that team in the nineties yeah. that wound up winning three uh, Super Bowls with Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. Uh, Emmett Smith. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the 100%. tight end was there. The tight ends are always the key to those super teams. Yeah. You, you know, like this Kelsey over in Kansas City. He's just a superstar. Quite good. What was the, what was one of the, one of the worst Cardinal trades? Can you think of one? Yeah, the one that I think was the worst. Uh, we traded Steve Carlton uh, after the 1971 season to the Phillies, who were the last place team in the league. And uh, we got Rick Wise, who was a good pitcher. He had thrown a no-hitter. Uh, but Rick Wise you know, had a decent career. Steve Carlton had one of the greatest careers ever. Left-handed pitcher. He won 27 games in 1972 for the worst team in baseball. Wow. Yeah, he, he was responsible for darn near half of their victories. He was so dominant as a left-handed pitcher. He had the most amazing slider. And, you know, he was traded because Mr. Bush... Carlton wanted a $5,000 raise. Uh-huh. And Mr. Bush said, trade him. Really? I was going to trade him, and, I, and they and they did. And you know those Cardinals didn't win anything in the seventies, but they had some pretty good teams, particularly towards the early years of the seventies. Bob Gibson was on those teams, um, and if we would have had Bob Gibson and Steve Carlton pitching in those early nineteen seventies, we'd have fifteen world championships. Well, we'd, we'd have we'd have at least twelve for yeah. sure, and. Uh, you know, so I think that's the worst one I ever saw. The best one, of course, was Lou Brock for Ernie Brolio. Uh, right. Brolio, you know, had he was about at the end of the line. Nobody knew it at the time, and Lou Brock who, was, was amazing. Who we trade to get Ozzy? Gary Templeton. That's right. He's the one that um, he gave the a bird to the to the fans. fans. <laughs> but Whitey had to pull him into the dugout. He was gone the next uh, day. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting because I. Uh, I've heard Templeton interviewed a few times. He's really matured now. Right. Uh, and he went through some substance problems, and he's gotten all of that out of his system, and he's really a, a good guy. Uh-huh. And he was a good ball player. Right. He, you know, he had uh, he had 200 hits for the Cardinals, 100 from both sides of the plate. I mean, that's you don't see that very often. Well, what's the general gist of what he said? He, re- he, he regretted uh, his departure from he, St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did, and uh, and he knew when he did it that it was over uh, because you know St. Louis that stuff doesn't play well. Yeah, no, not, no doubt about it. I feel like we got McGuire for a song too because I think he was at the end of his contract in Oakland. I think we were we almost rented him for half a year in the hopes that we could woo him to stick around. Yeah, uh, let's see. He's definitely on this list as I'm scrolling. Feverishly here. I got it. It's right here. Uh, he was traded to the Cardinals for uh, T.J. Matthews. Decent reliever. Blake Stein mm-hmm. and Eric Ludwig. Pitcher whose brother, Ryan Ludwig, went on to hit 30 home runs for the Cardinals uh, years later. And uh, that that's who Eric Ludwig was. Yeah, none of those guys ever did much. Another trade involving a, a here in St. Louis was the Rams acquiring Marshall Falk. For a second and a fifth round draft pick. Think about that. Hall of Fame running back, uh, powerful two way player. Really, Marshall Falk 
is the, was the early prototype of the modern running back. The right. pass catching out of the backfield, 2,000 yards from scrimmage a year. Um, really phenomenal talent. Two, two draft picks. Yeah, so he was here for, what, uh, a year or so before Trent Green was going to be our quarterback and gets hurt. He may have come the same year, 99. Yeah. may have been that same year. And then there was the emergence of Kurt the greatest Warner. story maybe in the NFL history. Yeah, yeah. Amazing stuff. Hey, by the way, uh, Matthew, um, I think this is the anniversary of the pool holes home run. We ought to play that on the next segment coming in. We got oh, that the, was, uh, the Houston yeah, the, the playoff Houston series. Playoff. Well, how did we get it? Albert just came up through our farm system, right? Yeah, signed him, uh, drafted him very low. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, it was in the 30-something round, I think. You right. know? And uh, that was, yeah, that was something else. And, you know, in part of you wishes he, he didn't leave for those 10 years. Right. But, I mean, he got paid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's set for the rest of his life, which, you know, I'm happy about that. Uh, and he he came back, which I never in a million years thought when Albert Pujols left that he would come back and play for the Cardinals. You know, he thought right. it would be really cool, but they, there was just no way it happened. And it wouldn't have happened without the designated hitter rule uh, coming into effect this year. He wouldn't have signed him to play right. first base. When you got Paul Goldschmidt. I remember the when the trade went down and people were like, how much money do you need, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that I had a problem with the fact that he went for the most money. I mean, he deserved to have the largest contract in baseball history at the time. The Cardinals weren't going to be able to afford to give it to him. He went to L.A. I'm sure he regrets it, you know, those 10 years. Would he have traded uh, an extra $30 million for a couple more rings? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. He, I mean, he was a very good teammate there. Mike Trout hated to see him go. When he got released, Mike Trout was very upset. How can they and, have Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Shohan Atani, and and still be so terrible? Well, their, their pitching isn't very deep, and, they, and they've got too much money tied up in too few players, which is exactly the problem the Cardinals would have had had we signed. We wouldn't have been able to keep Wainwright and Yachty, for example. Right. Um, over the course, you just there's just not enough money in this town mm-hmm. uh, to afford all of that. And uh, and I think the Angels are running into a lot of financial mismanagement. Artie Moreno's trying to sell the team now. Is he? Yeah. And I thought they were owned by Disney, no? Nope. Artie Moreno. Really? Yeah. wonder what a baseball team goes for these days. A couple billion. Really? Yep. Yep, not uh, a not a cheap investment. No, but cheaper than football. Cheaper than football. Yeah. But I'll tell you what else isn't cheap out there. What's Michael. that? These mascots. Yeah, they are making a you killing. You think Fredbird's making a couple hundred k? I, he's got to be doing all right. Really, just to sit around and put his beak over people's well, heads. Yeah, and... but if, if you've been beaked by Fredbird, I mean, it's a cool experience. Yeah. So, Have you been beaked by Fred? Fredbird Fred has never beaked me. He has really? not. No. Well, I've never been beaked by Fredbird. Yeah. I used to be afraid of him when I was a little kid. Yeah, has he been around that long? Yeah, Since oh, my Bird whole Bird? life, I can't remember Fred Bird. I remember Fred Bird at the old stadium. Yeah, this would have been when Tommy Herr and those, because he had a, um, what do they call those, four-wheelers. Yeah. You remember he used to yeah, take yeah, a four-wheeler right. out there, or, you know, a ATV, and he'd haul around on the carpet there at the old bush when I was a kid. Yeah, I wonder how many Fred Birds there have been over the years. Well, it's got to have been dozens, I mean, don't you think? Well, I don't know what I don't know what the average length of a mascot's career is, but we'll see what we can find out. We'll go to the research department here over the break, and when we come back, we're going to tell you what these mascots make, and you're all going to feel really crappy about your job. That's next, that, and we're going to have that Albert Pujols home run when we come back. Yeah, we are right here. Uno, dos, 
One, two. Two for two. It's Hancock and Kelly on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Albert digs back in. Open stance, deep in the box. Pins at the uh, knee. Holds it down on the end. Ligon's ready. With two on and two out. Is 0-1 pitch. It's coming. Swing and a long one. There it is, baby. The Cardinals take the lead as Albert Pujol comes through in the pit. And the Redbirds lead this baby 5-4. What'd I tell you, folks? David Eckstein, the man. This could be a crushing blow, a crushing blow to the Houston club. Albert Pujol, you talk about a most valuable player. How is that, baby? Woo! That thing left the ballpark in a hurry. A three-run home run, and the Cardinals lead 5-4. One of the hardest balls I've ever seen hit. I I, I just remember uh, how over the top I was, and then hearing... The silence, because that was a loud stadium. Yeah, very That's loud it. stadium. What do they call it? The juice box or something? And they remember they used to zzz, that buzzing because they had the the killer bees. They yeah. had uh, Bagwell, Bagwell, Biggio, and all those guys. So they had the bees, the killer bees, yeah. and it was just silence. In fact, uh, during COVID, um, Tom uh, Ackerman did those uh, happy hours. You know where the garage they would happy hours. Yeah, yeah, and he interviewed Albert, and Albert talked about. Hitting that home run and going around second base, he could hear his cleats on the dirt. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, it was it was very very silent. And of course, the Cardinals went on to lose that series in seven games, and the Astros went on and lost the World Series that year. Uh, but that was one of the most incredible home runs I have ever seen hit, and um, just too bad you felt like. After that happened, and it happened off of Brad Lidge, who was at the time one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah. Uh, you just felt like it was inevitable that the Cardinals were going to go, and uh, it didn't. It didn't happen. Wasn't, no, it, it didn't. wasn't magical. Much like this year, that right? wasn't the greatest home run you've you've witnessed, though. That has to be David Freeze's home run to center field in Game Six, right? Yeah, and I well, a seven fifteen for me because I was ten years old at the time when Hank Aaron hit seven fifteen. One of the first or second games of the season in seventy four. Um, that was the greatest home run. I mean, were you so all watching pressure. it at your oh, house? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So much pressure on Henry Aaron going into that uh, season and the whole off season, what he had to endure with the racial slurs and just all of it. And some people said and did some horrible things to him. And to see him put that ball over the left field fence, it was uh, it was remarkable. I don't remember it. Obviously, I was a little kid, but um, you weren't born yet. Yeah, when was it? Seventy four. Yeah, I wasn't even born. So. What, did they show it on national television oh, yeah. that night, yeah, or yeah. were they watching all of his games in the hope no, that he would break the no, home this run was, record? No, uh, it was early in the season. I guess it was a maybe a Saturday night. I can't remember the night, but it was it was nationally broad televised. Of course, that was back in the days where you had ABC, NBC, CBS. You know? Right, and if the president was on, nothing was on. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, Henry Aaron, that was a, that was a great great home run. So I'm looking at yeah, these. you stumbled upon an interesting story today. So these mascots. Uh huh. Fred you know, Bird. I like Fred Bird. I do. Yeah, I don't mind him. He's uh, Fred Bird the Red Bird. He's entertaining. Yeah, out there. And uh, and what is the Blues uh, mascot called? Uh, Louis the. Uh, he's a mouse, right? Uh, no, he's a he's a wolf. He's a rat. Polar bear. He's a, a polar bear. Louis is a polar bear. Yeah. He looks like a rat. Well, don't tell him that, Michael. It's uh, 
He's a good a looking... polar bear would be white. White. It looks like a little rat, like a little mouse. Like I thought it was, I thought he was a wolf. So what do I know? Yeah. Oh, all right. So, but apparently, having dug a little more deeply, a little into research, it, did you? Yeah. Uh huh. So the average one of these guys makes about sixty grand a year. So that's. You know, it's not a bad yeah, right. And seasonal it's work. a lot of time in those uh, costumes, and I bet you get hot in there. Ooh, Probably. Can you imagine what it smells like? But in the NBA, I didn't even know they had mascots in the NBA. Yeah, you ever been to an NBA game? A uh, long time ago yeah. in San Antonio. Uh-huh. Um, Rocky the Mountain Lion. Okay, Who's he has to be with the Colorado Denver team. Nuggets. Yeah, there you go. $625,000 a year. Rocky What's he doing? Does he play? Is he yeah. on the practice squad? Down in Atlanta, Harry the Hawk. Uh-huh. Harry the Hawk. $600,000 a year. Wow. The Charlotte guy's got to be up there. The move, uh, not as much as you'd think. Okay. Benny the Bull, Chicago. Chicago. $400,000 a year. What what is the what are these guys doing? Now we doing? move down to go the gorilla with the Phoenix Suns, which is a really poor looking costume in my opinion. Right, two hundred grand. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And to your point, Michael Hugo the Hornet, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Well, he well, how much he make? He makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. He he was the original one back when I was watching Sports Center in college. They'd show the greatest dunks of the night. You know how they do that stuff yeah. uh, sometimes. And they always had one from the Charlotte Hornets from their from their though. mascot, and he would run and then hit a trampoline and do somersaults and then slam the ball. Uh, so I guess that's why these guys are getting paid. They, Half a million do, dollars a year. I can't. We, we I could jump on a trampoline and make a basketball for six hundred grand. Really? Guarantee. Yes. Uh huh. What do you think the ages of these guys are? Probably oh, in their thirties. I bet 20s. they're they're conditioned athletes uh, like yeah. young people. Yeah. I watched a. Uh, oh, I know what it was. This just came to me. Real sports yeah. uh, with Brian Gumbel. Uh-huh. Fabulous program. It's on HBO. Right. Um, and he did a story on a guy who designs mascots for a living. And uh, this guy must be like the Stradivarius of mascots. Everybody <laughs> goes to him, <laughs> et cetera. I don't think he did go the gorilla in Phoenix. <laughs> and um, so what he, the way he would come up with a mascot is he would come up with a backstory on the mascot before he came up with what the mascot would be. Fascinating. And then as a result, then this has grown. Now he's getting hired by all these sports teams throughout the country or the world to invent mascots. And then he runs a mascot boot camp, boot camp where these folks, guys and girls, get conditioned for whatever it is that they're going to do. And some mascots are, you know, just cheerleaders and run around and take pictures with kids. And other ones dunk basketballs or, or do high-flying tricks. And so this guy's got a whole deal going on. Wow, and a whole industry out there for mascots. Could you imagine? You just stumble into that job. You come up with a mascot someday, and the next thing you know, you're inventing them for everybody in the world. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I could do it. I could do a darn sight better job than uh, the guy that works for the Phoenix Suns is all I can Well, pay. if you had to come up with a mascot for KMOX, yeah. let's put you right on the spot. Moxie the Mouse. Moxie the Mouse. Uh-huh. And and what give us some of the features and the backstory on Moxie? Well, Moxie's a mouse uh, born at Christmas time. It's uh, yeah, 1926. Uh huh. And uh, or 25. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Moxie, uh, you know, likes his cheese. Does he have a special talent? Like he, he, they they say we have the fifty thousand watt blowtorch. Does yeah. he? Uh, does he have like powers to throw fire? Or, no, he doesn't no? have powers. Oh, okay. He's a no. mouse, Michael. Oh, well, okay. uh, but he, you know, Moxie. You would... thought the that Louis the rat was a, <laughs> a wolf. 
<laughs> Louise apparently a polar bear, the blues mascot. I can't believe that. But I digress. Moxie the mouse. So, yeah, she. I think I said he earlier, but it's a oh, she. Oh, it's a she. Yeah. Uh, she's quite elderly. And uh, and she uh, uh-huh. <laughs> loves, to, loves to listen to the radio. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize. We, you know what? We ought to propose this to me. Big ears with uh, with head headphones in them. Headphones on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do you remember your first recollection of listening to KMOX? Well, we always had the radio on at home, and uh, it was breakfast in the morning. You get up, and Rex Davis would be on and uh, talking away, and uh, and then on days where I, I was off school or during the summer, I get to listen to the Jack Carney program. That was my favorite. Right. Uh, so that would have been back in the early 70s. And, of course, Cardinal Baseball always listened. Because, you know, back then the games weren't on television. I right. Mean, very rarely. Yeah. So you really grew up with Harry Carey and Jack Buck. And that radio was in the garage when Dad was out there doing something. Uh, you'd have the ball game on. I loved listening to the game on radio. Always did. Anybody who's into KMOX lore and, you know, how it's been around forever and the power that it has, John Grisham, a very popular novelist yep. from uh, Oxford, Mississippi, he wrote a book called A Painted House. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of uh, that takes place in Arkansas. It's unlike uh, any of his other, uh, you know, crime dramas. But it revolves around this family listening to Harry Carey and Jack Buck in uh, the Cardinal cool Games. And there's references to KMOX throughout it. Uh, and it's an excellent read. It's a, first of all, it's John Grisham. You'll a painted love house. It. He is a talented writer. He really is. He's, yeah, he's a little liberal for me, and he works it into his books a lot. Um, but well, he's, he's a very a talented liberal. writer. I've never taken any of his stuff oh, yeah, to be he's, political. Yeah, he's, he, it's in there. It's subtle. G- g- subtle. 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 What's wrong with being liberal? No, nothing. I'm Liberals just, have made the world. But I don't. They, wanna... they kind of push the edge. They're I, the ones who've brought. The Beatles were considered li- liberals. Well, I'm a classical liberal myself. Are you? Yes. Uh, what What does he mean by that? Well, I believe in limited government. Uh, yeah. Jeffersonian in that regard. Yeah. Next hour, yeah. Sean Michael Lyle. We've waited all week for this, and uh, it never disappoints. We're going to find out what's trending in the world, and evil can evil. We'll talk about that poor guy. All that more coming your way right here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.